Then uh, please turn with me in our Bibles to the book of uh, Philippians. Uh, before I begin to preach, I would like to thank your pastor, Michael Rogers. It so happened that I met him this morning and we spent some time in prayer. And I am also thankful to brother uh, Anthony Copeland and uh, the other brother, uh, Mike, <laughs> and for all these God's uh, um, people and for their fellowship. Uh, thank you, Brother Anthony, for all the good words that you said about me. Philippians chapter 1. I would like to read first to seven verses. Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making request with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, in as much as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. As you know, in the New Testament there are 27 books. And out of 27 books, 14 books are authored by Paul. I believe the book of Hebrews also was authored by him. That is my conviction. 50% of the New Testament was given by Paul. In my opinion, if there is anyone whom we can emulate after the Lord Jesus Christ, that is Apostle Paul. He had the guts and audacity to say, follow me as I follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the letter written by Paul. And uh, Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians are known as uh, prison epistles. He wrote from the Roman prison. And uh, this was most probably the first church that he planted in Europe with the conversion of Lydia and conversion of Jailer and so on. So Paul was the um, pioneer missionary uh, in Europe and this was the first church and then Thessalonica and other churches. And out of all the churches that he planted in Asia or in Europe, uh, Philippians or the church of Philippi was the only church that remembered him when he was in trouble. And uh, this letter was written to the church uh, by Paul uh, being the prisoner. Writing from a prison, well I read this letter number of times and you must have read this letter also like me. And whole number of uh, messages, especially chapter 2 is the classical passage uh, which is used by the people to talk about the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also uh, in Jesus Christ, the mind of Christ. But uh, sometime back my attention uh, is drawn toward, yes, I have so many messages uh, on the mind of Christ. I wanted to find out what was in the mind of Paul when he wrote this letter? What was in the mind of Paul 
when he wrote this letter. Well, uh, this letter uh, tells us simply, if Christ is there in the life of a person, there is meaning. And he can live a meaningful life till he dies. That is what we see in the life of uh, Apostle Paul. Well, uh, the occasion of uh, writing this letter is, when he was in the prison, they remembered him and sent some gifts. I don't know what they sent. Because the text doesn't tell us much about it. They may have uh, sent some writing material or woolen rug or... Uh, I don't know what they sent with uh, Epaphroditus, the pastor of this church or the elder of this church. And um, he was uh, with him uh, ministering and he became sick, Epaphroditus. And he was sick unto death. And Paul prayed for him. God had mercy on both of them. And then uh, Paul thought, I must write a, a letter and send it to the church through Epaphroditus. So this letter is uh, uh, known as thank you letter. Thank you letter for the gift that he has received from the church. But in writing this letter, a brief letter, four chapters, I just wanted to find out uh, like a child, like a student, what was in the mind of Paul when he wrote this letter. Well, I, I thought for myself, if I was in the place of Paul, what I would have written to the church? I would have written to the church, uh, have you forgotten me? It is a long time, and uh, you sent some gift once, now six months gone, and when is the next letter going to come, and so on. Well, Paul did not uh, write anything like that uh, in this letter. Well, um, I understand, when Paul wrote this letter, he had in his mind something, what is known as the gospel. The gospel. The word gospel is used in this uh, uh, epistle at least um, uh, eight times, to my surprise. Chapter 1, verse 5. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Your fellowship in the gospel. And then second time, in chapter 1, verse 7, I am set in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. You all are partakers of my grace. That is second time. And third time in verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. That is the third time he is using. And in verse 17, fourth time, but the other of love knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. And fifth time he is using in chapter 1 verse 27, the last portion, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. For the faith of the a gospel. And then turn with me to chapter 4. Chapter 4. Verse um, uh, 7. I entreat thee also to your fellow. Help those women which labor with me in the gospel. In the gospel. 
and uh, last time eighth time chapter 4 verse 15 now he philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when i departed from macedonia no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but he also so in four chapters paul used the word gospel at least eight times by that i understand writing this letter while writing this letter paul's mind was filled with the gospel of jesus christ gospel of jesus christ in other words he is reminding the philippians you have received the gospel and the lord saved you by his grace and now what are you going to do with the gospel what are you going to do with the gospel i want you to do something with the gospel i am not worried about receiving any more help from you i am not worried about uh, whether you are going to say good words about me or not but my mind is filled with the gospel so this evening our topic would be something like this we have received the gospel way back some of us may have received the gospel 10 years back 20 years back or 30 years back or some may have received the gospel 5 years back and we have the gospel and we believed in the gospel and that is the true gospel the only gospel and the only good news that can save a sinner and take him to heaven there is no other gospel and that the gospel means the gospel of the lord jesus christ the only savior the only god the only way to go to heaven and we have the good news with us and no one else has other than the christians now what are we supposed to do with this gospel by which we are saved so the topic would be something like what to do with the gospel and paul is telling to this church there are four things that he wanted them to do the first thing is you have to share the gospel with the people or we have to share the gospel with the people i get that idea from verse 5 of chapter 1 for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now paul was there only 3 weeks and the church came into existence in that city and from the first day they have learned it is not only paul we must also be partners in preaching the gospel we need to share the gospel with the people that did not hear the gospel at any time paul is saying fellowship in the gospel the, the word fellowship is partnership a partnership in a common thing we all have something common that is we need to see that this gospel is uh, uh, a broadcasted the gospel is propagated the gospel is proclaimed to the sinners to the people that are outside of christ we need to share the gospel this is the common interest and activity that every believer uh, has uh, wherever he is we have the obligation to share the gospel paul is saying 
you have been uh, in in this fellowship for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now from the first day until now uh, see verse seven even as it is need for me to think uh, this of you all because i have you in my heart in as much as in both my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel you all are partakers of my grace not only me but you are also partakers of the gospel in this grace so we need to be sharing the gospel with the people and we need to join our hands with the rest of the people that share the gospel wherever they are we need to share the gospel individually collectively as a church as a family that is the first and the foremost obligation that every true believer in the lord jesus christ has sharing the gospel paul is saying necessity is laid upon me to preach the gospel woe unto me if i preach not the gospel necessity is laid upon me to preach the gospel we need to have fellowship in preaching the gospel we need to be partners in preaching the gospel that is one reason that i have come to your country asking people well in india in a in a big country like india we are preaching the gospel we want you to be partners in this uh, uh, business of preaching the gospel chapter 2 verse 2 uh, uh, fulfill my joy that you be like minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind as i said earlier uh, when paul wrote this letter his mind was filled, filled with one thing that is the gospel the gospel of the lord jesus christ my desire is that you share the gospel being of one accord of one mind one mind and sharing the gospel uh, many uh, in the church think unknowingly or unknowingly it is the responsibility of the pastor it is the responsibility of uh, uh, some deacons or elders or some people that uh, receive some kind of remuneration from the church but i disagree with you if you are a believer whether you receive anything from the church or not you have an obligation to share the gospel no true believer no genuine believer can ever sit to doing nothing to get the gospel to the other people wherever we are and uh, there is um, a preconceived idea in uh, india at least uh, gospel has to be preached only by men and uh, women they think um, we, we can go to the church sunday and then uh, wednesday and come home and cook and then eat and raise children well it's not only men even the women Uh, can partake of the gospel preaching of the gospel chapter 4 therefore my brethren dearly beloved and long for my joy and crown so stand fast in the lord my dearly beloved i beseech eodius and beseech syntyche that they be of the same mind in the lord i entreat thee also true york follow help those women which labor with me in the gospel which labored with me in the gospel women these two women labored with the with Paul and his team in the gospel 
sharing the gospel is the first thing that he is telling to this uh, church it is the responsibility of every believer the great commission applies to every believer go go into all the world and make all people my disciples there is no option what to do with the gospel there is only one thing that we can do share the gospel every day day after day as the lord gives you opportunity share the gospel and the second thing that paul is saying not only sharing the gospel but it is the responsibility of every true christian true believer to safeguard the gospel to safeguard the gospel chapter 1 verse 7 the last portion in the defense and confirmation of the gospel in the defense we need to defend the gospel we are not going to fight but we need to define we need to say this is the gospel verse 17 but the other of love knowing that i am set for the defense of the gospel not only sharing the gospel but we need to safeguard the gospel by that i mean to say the gospel is diluted diluted day by day year after year and uh, we have uh, another gospel another gospel we have different gospels different gospel but the gospel of jesus christ only can save us sinner not any other gospel remember whether you heard it or not you might have heard it in india we say there there are people who preach social gospel do good be good and you will go to heaven do good and be good that means you go to church give your tithe appear sunday morning as a clean person and be in the good looks of the pastor well uh, there is all uh, the gospel you are a christian but that is not the gospel and there are people who say well before preaching the gospel we need to liberate people from their economical and um, uh, other problems and then preach the gospel it's known as liberation gospel and we also have health and wealth gospel it is just like putting the cart before the bullocks that is the kind of gospel that we have in india but paul is talking about safeguarding the gospel there were false prophets at that time well even in the days of paul chapter 3 finally my brethren rejoice in the lord to write the same things to you to me indeed is not grievous but to but for you it is say beware of dogs beware of evil workers beware of confusion we were of dogs when paul uh, planted uh, the church or uh, churches in europe and asia and uh, there were people who went to those churches and they preached the other gospel and they wanted to divide the churches and uh, they took with them heresies in fact even in this church there were some heresies some problems rivalries uh, rivalries divisions and uh, their idea understanding of the law some people thought they are uh, at liberty so they can do anything live as they like so paul is saying we not only share the gospel we need to 
safe guard the gospel we need to safe guard the gospel second uh, uh, timothy chapter 4 verse uh, 3 tells us for the time will come chapter 4 verse 3 2 timothy 4 3 for the time will come when they will they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears for the time will come when well, if you look into the greek the time has come already that uh, people will not endure sound doctrine now in the churches also preaching the word of god preaching the gospel uh, is not tolerated by the people they want to make the church as a club entertainment and a uh, lot of music lot of singing i am not against music but there is a place for place of music in the worship and there is a limit for music and uh, the very purpose of worship uh, is uh, to glorify god sound that the, the time will come when they will not the time has come when they will not endure sound doctrine sound doctrine in the same chapter uh, in the same book second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 uh, this know also that in the last days perilous time shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boastful proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection you can understand what i am going to say truth breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good and the fourth was traitors heady high minded now comes lovers of pleasure lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god the days in which we are living people would like to uh, have pleasure and um, even christians they are not aware of preaching the gospel they want to live luxuriously so paul is saying to this uh, church i did preach the gospel and the lord saved you uh, so many years have gone by i am in the prison uh, in my absence whether i come or and see you or not you need to do this one that is you share the gospel and also spread god the gospel let people know this is the gospel this is the gospel this is the gospel of the lord jesus christ and thirdly i understand paul is saying to them we need to spread the gospel spread the gospel well uh, what is the difference between sharing the gospel and spreading the gospel sharing the gospel is having partnership with one another one church can have partnership with another church you can have partnership with me but um, uh, spreading the gospel individually and knowing the fact that great commission applies to you individually and to me and also collectively to the church nobody is exempt even in the case of uh, timothy if somebody would ask me what was his gift well i would say he was a missionary representative administrator and what not but even then paul asked him 
Do the work of an evangelism. Do the work of an evangelist, he said. He didn't mean to say that you are an evangelist, but whether you are a pastor or a teacher or an ordinary member, you need to preach the gospel. Spread the gospel. That is the reason why God has chosen you, elected you, saved you, and called you. There is no other reason. And that is the reason why the Lord has left us on the face of this earth without taking us into heaven. The work that the Lord started is incomplete. In His day, He was able to preach the gospel only in Palestine. But after He left, before going, He gave the great commission and said, You go into all the world, spreading the gospel. Now the question is, what are we doing to spread the gospel? What am I doing to spread the gospel? How am I involving myself individually as a family, as a church in spreading the gospel? In spreading the gospel. We need to think more about spreading the gospel. What to do with the gospel. And finally, I want you to remember Paul is asking them not only to share the gospel, not only to safeguard the gospel, not only to spread the gospel, spreading the gospel in chapter 1 verse 12, that is the verse from where I got that one. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Individually, anything may happen, that is for the furtherance of the gospel. Let it be any tribulation or trial or sickness. It is for the glory and the furtherance of the gospel. So he is asking us to share the gospel and safeguard the gospel and spread the gospel. And finally he is saying to this church, to the believers, you need to show the gospel. Show the gospel. S-H-O-W. Showing the gospel. I think we have come to the stage where religious freedom is going to be cut down by the government. In India, uh, we have religious freedom. We can share what we, what we believe according to the constitution. But now because of 85% of the people are Hindus and Christians are only minority, 3%, and Muslims are 7%, now we cannot open publicly and preach the gospel like I preach here. Well, we still go into the villages and uh, do the open air preaching. And uh, we are driven away from the villages. And they take our tracks and take them in our presence and throw them on our faces. But we can show the gospel. People can see the gospel that has changed our lives. How is that possible? See, in verse... Um, uh, chapter um, chapter 2 um, chapter 2 verse 27 is it chapter 2 verse 27 or chapter 1 verse 27 <coughs> ok chapter 1 Chapter 1. For unto you it is given 
in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. How can you show the gospel? When you don't suffer for preaching of the gospel, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, uh, show the gospel. You need to suffer for the gospel. Another thing that um, Paul is saying, we can, uh, we can uh, show the gospel through our lives. We are living in this world, and this world is known as a, I'm sorry, verse 15, 215. I'm sorry, I missed, uh, this light is coming from back side. Chapter 2, verse 15. That he may be blameless. Okay, I will read from verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good will, good pleasure, do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of the crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. How can we show the gospel? You don't have to preach anything. If our life is according to the gospel, people can see the gospel. People can know oh, they are Christians. Their life is clean. Their life is changed. The gospel has changed. We can show the gospel through our lives. Through our lives. Through our changed lives. Christ brings change. The radical change. The fundamental change that nobody can bring. So through our lives, we can show the gospel. We can show the gospel. And by suffering, for preaching of the gospel, we can show to the people. And this is the gospel. This is the gospel. And now, we can, we can see people doing anything, but they are not willing to suffer for the gospel. Chapter 1, verse 29. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ not only to believe on Him. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is the gift given by God graciously. And not only believing in the Lord Jesus Christ but also to suffer for His sake. It is a gift. Suffering is a gift. It's not a mystery. It is a mystery. It's not a mystery. Unless you are prepared to suffer for preaching of the gospel, you cannot do it. Unless you have a clean life, unless you have a good life, change your life, you cannot show the gospel, prove the gospel. I read a story a long time back, I think in the Daily Bread, um, it may be one American tourist went to Africa and visiting some villages. And he went to a village. It was about 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening. Um, sunset is going to take place. And he saw one old man sitting outside and cooking something on the firewood in a pot, at some pot. And he went to him and said, uh, the old man, what is that you are reading? He is cooking something and... Uh, reading something in that light. Since the old man said, I am reading New Testament, a Bible. 
So you are reading your Bible. What is there in the Bible? Nothing is there. We, we, we don't read Bible anymore in our country. Then this old man said, If it is not for this Bible, by this time that you have uh, spoken to me, your flesh would have been cooked in this pot. If it is not for the Bible, and the message of the Bible that changed my life, I would have cooked your flesh in this pot. He did show the gospel to that uh, tourist. It is the gospel that changed me. Show the gospel. So it is a silent witness to the saving power of the gospel. What is gospel? In the definition of Paul, the power of God. What are we doing when we preach the gospel? We are religion or we are telling people this is the gospel that can change your lives. So what Paul had in his mind when he wrote this letter, he is not asking them to send some more gifts. Or he is not asking them to send somebody to be with him. Or he is not asking them to go to the Roman officials and bribe them and see that I come out of the prison. No. His mind was filled with the gospel. What to do with the gospel? What to do with the gospel? Share the gospel. Safeguard the gospel, spread the gospel, and show the gospel to the people. Let people be saved by this gospel. And this is the gospel for which we need to lay down our lives if it is necessary and become martyrs. May the Lord continue to speak to us and give us burden to preach the gospel, to do something for the gospel. What to do with the gospel? There is only one option. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you should be sharing the gospel, safeguarding the gospel, spreading the gospel, and showing the gospel in your day-to-day lives and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and bring glory and honor to Him and Him alone. Thank you so much.